Hello, this is William Tharp, and welcome again to Home Quizzes, Questions About Real Estate. This is our uh, 10th episode, and it'll be the end of three that we've had going together since uh, episode eight. So you may want to start there if this is your first episode. Now, today's question is, what are the steps for a zoning or land use change? Now, if you remember, we kind of covered this in episode nine with the high-level rezoning of what was uh, the FEC Um, Buena Vista Yards into what is the now current uh, Miami, uh, uh, Midtown Miami example, by using a special district. So before we get started, let's do a spatial pancake review of the layers that are going to be um, reviewed in this process. Now, if you remember from episode two, a spatial pancake is when layers are combined or stacked atop of each other to provide a better understanding of the place or property or perspective. And uh, normally you'll see this in a city's uh, GIS-based zoning or land use application, which is always a great tool to be able to look through the layers and understand more about what the property is related to and what it can be done. So what we're going to be doing in this particular one is looking at uh, the comprehensive plan notes that the planning department have done. Remember the comprehensive plan uh, was that study we talked about uh, in episode nine where they actually go out and what's the long reach uh, thought that they want to have done for this particular area of the city or perhaps this particular property. Uh, You then want to look at from that they'll derive the future land uses that they want to see happen. And uh, the existing land use is what's uh, existing now. Uh, Then you're going to look at the zoning for the properties and the related properties near that. And then like what we had in episode nine, if you have any special districts, those will be reflected. Uh, Finally, you're going to look at the parcel, which if you remember from special pancakes, the parcel is kind of uh, what is defined as in polygons, the actual property itself. So I wanted to to change my uh, zoning or land use, which is the question today, always starts in the building department. And it begins with a permit. You'll bring, you know, the plans of what you want to do, be it from building a fence to a, you know, a monumental 50-story skyscraper um, to the building department, and they will immediately send you zoning. Don't don't even doubt it. It's going to happen. And from there, you'll go to the zoning administrator, and he will review the request based upon the use of the permit that you're looking to do and whether it is based upon the existing code for the property that he sees in the zoning atlas. Now, what is a zoning code? Uh, Well, property uh, zoning is determined based upon it's uh, constructed for the business's purpose as practice may be done. uh, Give you an example. That's always weird, but let's say you're a single family home. You're you're looking at your house through the zoning atlas. That would normally be in a use-based zoning and R1 property or residential zone one, one family. So zoning codes, really, they're created for two main reasons. One is they regulate the use of a particular property by describing the types of development that's allowed or changes that are allowed. And the second really is to control the the dimensions of improvements which can be made on the property, performance standards such as height or setback or or lot size or um, density. Primary uh, purpose for regulations is to ensure that everything's compatible with one another. You know, you don't want a school, you don't want your neighbor to open up a daycare right next to you, um, or at least I don't know that I would, you know, just simply from a traffic standpoint. You, you don't want a speakeasy next door either, I'm sure, you know, for those who don't know, that that would be like a bar. But, you know, these are examples of why zoning is created. Now, uh, the only place that, you know, you might not see zoning 
um, would be, of course, the city of Houston, which doesn't believe in zoning. And they completely disregard that. And, and of course, as you travel through the streets of Houston, you can understand, you know, some of the issues that you have with zoning. As bars are right next to homes and, you know, it, you have automobile places right in the middle of unthinkable places. But anyway, we won't go into that. Houston is the Wild West and, and they do it well. I'm not going to complain about Houston because they actually do some pretty darn good, you know, zoning. But I'm just going to let you know that not every city has it. There's an example of one that doesn't. So before we get into it, let's get into definitions of what zoning's uh, use you can do. And the first one that's going to come up with is right. Now, a zoning right is meaning that you what you want to do is determined to be a right for the property use. So I want to live in my single family house. You have a right to do that. It's made for occupancy. Um, the next one's going to be... Um, waiver now a waiver permits specific minor deviations under a zoning code as provided by a specific set of articles codes consistent within guidelines and principles and, and they're intended really to relieve uh, practical difficulties in complying with strict requirements of code now they're they're not meant to be circumvented because of you know financial hardship or you know, what they're really geared for is the occasional odd lot. You know, you've seen them where they look like they're pie shape and they may be having a hard time setting a property that could be built on that. So they may give them a waiver for changes in the setbacks. The setbacks is the amount of a, um, distance between the end of a property line and where the structure begins. So they uh, can normally be handled by the zoning administrator. You know, sometimes they may go ahead and consult the planning director, but, but both right and waiver normally get handled by zoning. That's under their, their decision to let you do it or not. And um, that's their purview. Now, now we get into a new class, which is warrant. Now, warrant is uh, permit approval based upon uh, requirements and codes, meaning that it's possible, but there are going to be impacts. Now, examples of where you would need a warrant are, you know, like a community center and certain open-aired business establishments. Um, infrastructure and utilities, it, it always. Food and restaurant establishments and parking lots. Okay, so why they, they were going to require a little bit more in and out of uh, your business or in, in whatever you're planning to do there. So their impact's going to be a little greater than just a specific use inside of the building. You know, so they need to be reviewed by different ones. So they're actually going to be looked at by the zoning administrator who will then determine the planning director and department needs to get involved. Now, planning department in this particular case uses a, a coordinated review committee. And that includes experts from other departments in the city. If the city is segmented out into... Um, Subsidy uh, areas like net districts like the city of Miami is you'd have their net administrator and the purpose for this is to provide the planning department some impact um, Thoughts of, of what approving uh, a warrant might might actually cause and or create so from that we're going to move over to the next one Which is an exception Now an exception is a, a use that may be permitted or permitted uh, in a, a zoning that confirms to specific criteria They've already kind of thought about it, they've planned for it, and they will allow it, uh, but it has to be, you know, reviewed for any uh, adjustments that need to be made or non-conformities or um, any exceptions that, that, you know, may need to be granted and reviewed by other bodies. Now, an example of this would be like a bed and breakfast in the middle of a highly urban development. 
One that always triggers an exception is a bar or anything having to do with alcohol, package, delivery, or uh, service. Schools. Schools are, are always something that are looked at whenever the school district comes to a city and says, hey, I'd like to create this. It, it, it is an exception for what the land use is there for. And immediately a study needs to be done. What are the impacts going to be to having the kids there? Civic uses like I want to create a soccer stadium or I want to create, you know, some form of a church or community or a recreational facility. These all are going to be exceptions that need to be looked at. And the process for them, of course, is a little bit more detailed. You can have the zoning administrator look at it. He'll pass the ball to planning. And the planning director will create a, you know, a review with, with their staff. Now, the difference in an exception and a warrant is that the exception is going to require the, the, the planning director to issue what is called a planning certificate or decision. And this is, this is exactly what I and my staff believe can or cannot happen. This is how we feel. And that, that certificate is then passed on to, um, you know, a planning, a zoning, and appeals review board. And that'll be the next step of, of the exception. And, and then it goes for final decision. They will either ratify and completely back the planning department, or they will listen to causes that may you know, result in some changes, and they may go back to the exception process where the planning department relooks at it. Um, the next uh, option that might happen is the use is a variance. Now, this is the, oh my God, I didn't ever think about it kind of change. And this is normally a planning uh, variance that happens where the original standard revised uh, zoning that should have been and would have been, you know, used by planners uh, had they known in advance that something was going to happen when the zoning was done. So remember, we go back to the comp plan or comprehensive plan. You know, you're, you're thinking of these in like five, 10, um, maybe 20 years out of what you've perceived this future land use or the zoning to be. And then all of a sudden, something out of the sky drops. This happened for us in Miami one. Um, we were building a skyscraper and uh, in the construction of the foundation, oh my God, we found Indian remains. Aha. Okay. There's no way that anybody in the planning department five years before that this happened could have thought of that. It just, it, it immediately needed a variance, which we worked through and helped them build. It's, there's now a monument to the Indians that were there, and it, it ended up working well, I think, for the uh, Miami One and also for, for the city. And, of course, um, the Indian tribes in the area have a, a place that they can go and remember those that had passed. So, you know, that's an example of a, a huge variance, aha, where, you know, it wasn't expected, it wasn't planned for, uh, we're now going to deal with it. And uh, the, the case of this will start with the zoning. It'll go to the planning director and department. Uh, planning again will, in this case, issue its own planning certification deciding what to do or what actions to take. And it will be reviewed by uh, the zoning and appeals board and it will be ratified or changed or reviewed. And this may take, you know, several steps. So the last one is this, you know, I, I, I actually want to rezone, let's say from an R1 to a commercial, my land for whatever purpose and whatever reason. Now, this is going to require all the steps that you would have under exception, but you're going to have now a last step, and that is it has to be approved by the city commission. So to actually change your zoning on the map, it is required to have the the commission's approval. Now, the commission is the ultimate power that be. They are the elected officials of the city, and uh, they are the ones that ratify any great changes to the city structures, and that would be where they're impacted. So, um, to kind of go over some of the roles that we've kind of talked about here, you know, do some R and R in the conversation. 
let's talk about the, the zoning administrator and the role that that person plays in a city. And he is, of course, appointed by the city manager. Uh, and it's his responsibility for the administration and the enforcement of any of the zoning code as provided herein. Now, he may also uh, need assistance from the city manager and may be directed as such. So uh, his main function and powers of duty, though, are to interpret the zoning code. So he'll look at that and determine whether an application for a building permit um, meet the actual zoning that's there for its use. He'll determine whether any use or structure a premise um, here and created, you know, can, can, can they go ahead and create it? Is there any issues with de developing a 50-foot skyscraper? What would impacts be? I'm just giving that as an example. But the other thing that the zoning uh, uses, and, and this is more of a Florida thing, so I'm going to stay with it, and that is the certificate of use. So you'll see more of this in commercial aspects than you will in, in um, residential, except for the case of home office. But uh, you'll need to, if you're a business and you have bought a property and you want to use it, go to zoning and get an approved certificate of use for the property. This ensures that, you know, if you bought an office building, you're not going to open a nightclub. And, and that's part of the process related to that. Um, very important. And then, of course, when that's done, you'll go get your license from the financing department for your right to open the business. But, you know, zoning, as I said, are the gods of interpretation, anything that you can do with the use of a property, okay? Now the planning department now is more of the, um, the brain trust that sees where life's going. They're the ones that are doing the, the, the plan. They're the ones that are, that are seeing the changes in the landscape from a national standpoint and trying to make sure the city stays modern. They're the one that uh, creates the, uh, the study for land use and in and, and the, um, approval for the process that you know once every 10 to 20 years they'll do a new zoning atlas they're the ones that over oversee and supervise that with of course help from from zoning but um they're also appointed or, or the planning director it's usually a director is appointed by the city manager as well and it's responsible for the administration of the code so uh, zoning kind of interprets the code planning is responsible for the administration of the code so what that means is uh, if you're going to change anything related to those layers that I talked about, you're going through planning because they are they are the ultimate owners of the atlases and or uh, any changes that go to the atlases go through them. And the, their specific purpose is to make determinations concerning use or um, where there's a substantial doubt as to the particular use or class. So if it's not readily interpretable by the, uh, the zoning um, administrator then planning gets involved and the two usually will hash each other out and and come up with a decision but um let's say that it, it's not uh, and they need further clarification or there's a, a bit of the code that might be ambiguous that needs to be reviewed and refined that's what planning does now they also approve approved deny uh, conditions of, of any uh, warrant that are reviewed by members now planning director is responsible for appointing the uh, coordinated review committee and as i had mentioned earlier these are a collection of experts uh, public works we have building officials definitely if you um, have um, subsidy officials like uh, in our case we've divided the uh, city of miami into 13 districts you know, called net net administrations so their administrators would be their people who would be uh, knowledgeable about um, what impacts would happen should the zoning be approved uh, 
Because remember, you know, if you build a skyscraper, there's going to be an impact to the water system. There's going to be an impact to the streets. There's going to be an impact to the transportation corridor. Uh, these are going to be the people that guide the planning director through the process of whether they should make a decision for or against the change. And uh, the uh, planning director actually sits and guides that committee whenever it meets. So to review the findings of the recommendation of the zoning administrator uh, regarding, you know, applications or of a warrant, or excuse me, of a waiver, not a warrant, sorry, of a waiver pursuant to, to it. So in this case, you know, this would be where the waiver is perfectly within the zoning administrator to do, but he may have a consultant with the, you know, the planning director just to kind of, hey, what do you think? They may have some coffee. They may review some aspects. And it's just, it's it, it's it's a great, great uh, session for the two to make sure they make the right call. Now, whenever there is an exception, the, the review of the coordinating members of the director may request or, you know, reply or, or be inquired of um, in the process of planning, but also of uh, the re- planning, zoning, and re- appeals board you know they may want to ask these individuals well what are your thoughts what's your aha moment if we do this so um, again uh, coordinated review committee uh, plays a a very important part for for both the board and for the planning uh, director Um, they also will uh, prepare any recommendations regarding an application or amendment to the existing zoning Uh, especially in the case of rezoning. All rezoning has to be reviewed, accepted, and or issued with planning as part of their certification and or preparation to go before commission. So that would be handled here. And then, of course, like we handled in the uh, conversation in Episode 9, any special districts that are going to be created would need to come through the planning director. And uh, they would go ahead and certify that before moving it on to the direction. Now, the... uh, We've talked about the, I think, enough about the coordinating review board. Uh, one of the things that I did miss, though, is they may have other governmental agencies. You know, somebody from the county may may sit or assist. They may have influence from the school board or representative that might help them, depending upon what the use is. It's just an, uh, again, the board now that helps the planning director with uh, infrastructure and/or needs to make a good call. Now, the final uh, portion of this is going to be the planning and zoning appeal board. Uh, this is, it, it can be varying members in this, the case of, uh, the city of Miami, it's 11. And usually there's an ex officio from the school board and perhaps the county that'll help and sit in. And, and the, the, the purpose of this is really to look at anything specific to, uh, amendments to the comprehensive plan, any rezoning, any special area plans, which need to be considered. And, uh, you know, any, um, any differences uh, that might might come out um, from you know what would be either a, an exception or a variance so they're going to be involved in those calls or a zoning change so those three instantly hit the board and uh, their guidelines are, are to meet also state required guidelines for land development and per providing a, a local planning agency um, the state of Florida requires this and this board serves that purpose so that there is a place for it to go um, they're really there to prepare any ordinances that need to go before the city commission. Any regulation or promotion or overly development in the city has to go through them so they can look at it and review it. Um, they cause to make any uh, special studies. Now, if you remembered in yesterday's episode for Miami or Midtown Miami, uh, they commissioned FIU to do that study to see whether or not the land, uh, you know, was actually in in fairly bad shape or whatever the review board would have been the one that commissioned that study with planning's you know 
request. Planning would have come to it, they would have reviewed what planning was looking for, and they would have been the ones who validated and suggested it be done, and then sent on to the... To, they also will serve as a um, review for exceptions, you know, for the zoning to be there, and uh, also any rescissions. This would be the point where if, if there's an issue in the certification of the planning department that is not acceptable either to the person applying or if the uh, they see that there was an issue in reviewing the certification, something may have happened or find that there was a violation that was unknown at the time or a restriction or limitation, they may decide to rescind you know, the planning's uh, certification and send it back to the planning director for review. That That's in their power to do. Now, um, one of the main reasons that they exist is to act as an appeals board. And um, this would happen in the case of uh, a planning determination of use by the director that they don't, the, the person who is the property owner may not agree with. They can appeal to the board, go before them and plead their case. Um, same with the zoning uh, administrator who may have issued a waiver or, or did not issue a waiver. They uh, may, you know, call them and have that reviewed and looked at. Um, decisions regarding warrants uh, by the planning director is another case on that. And, and then zoning interpretations by zoning. Um, this would be a case where they're feeling that though the use is pretty black and white, in most cases, there may be an issue of gray and they want to go plead that before the board, you know, stating that, you know, this should be looked at and accepted, even though the zoning administrator said, said no. And then of course the other is the, uh, the denial or re- revocation of a certificate of use. If one was lost, then you can appeal to have it reinstated. They would be part of that. Now, the um, that pretty much handles the whole process of it. So let me kind of now talk about the easy steps. Now, that was probably a little bit into the weeds for most of you, but you now have kind of the ideal of how this 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 process goes. But from an everyday standpoint, typically now uh, with land management systems, pretty much the uh, status quo in cities, you're going to go through uh, the following process to determine which one of those is going to uh, be the process you need to follow and each of them have you know specific guidelines and steps and document requirements and and um, process so uh, your first steps to actually go to the zoning application or land uh, management uh, application that you have in your city and uh, just search your property and you want to look to see um, what your specific zoning you know, once you found it is um, and then Usually to the side, they'll also look and make sure that you're not in a special district and that there, there, there is anything that requires an, an exception. Now, one process in the case of a, a special district, let's say in the case of Midtown Miami, which is in, in the special district, you wanted to do a specific change of use. You would immediately have to apply for what we call a class two special permit. This is a special permit over and above the normal and this will have its own review process. But that's because you're you're kind of remembering our pancake, the special district sits atop the zoning and oversees the zoning. So um, you would need to have uh, planning get more detailedly involved in deciding on what steps needed to be taken there. So you'd need to issue a special uh, two, class two permit. Now, once you've done that, review your, your uses. Uh, the city of Miami has this wonderful checkbox that you can literally look up most uses um, as declared uh, for for commercial or or for businesses and you usually fall into one of the categories and it tells you pretty much at a glance based upon what your zoning is um, whether you can do it as a right or whether it is a um, a warrant or whether or not you're going to have to deal with it as an exception and um, 
you will need to follow the steps from there. So that's usually a really great way of determining it for you. And uh, your next thing would be, of course, uh, to go ahead and go through the process of creating your permit, planning, uh, excuse me, zoning will be involved at that point. And if it's just a, um, a right, then it'll be in due course, really easy to review. If it is a waiver, it's also fairly easy to do. It's all usually, you know, a sit down kind of explaining to the zoning person what you, you want and, and handled now. If it is an exception though, um, or if it's a, a variance or if it's a rezoning, you will go through the full gambit of, of meeting, of course, with the zoning administrator, the planning um, director, in some cases, the uh, you will go well. You all go before the review board, but you may have uh, different inputs along the way before going to city hall if you're planning to do a, re, a full rezoning will meet commission. So, I thanks for bearing with me. This is the trilogy now concluded. <laughs> We've stepped back through the history of one example and then into Midtown Miami, and now I've kind of talked you through the exact process of what you would do to change your zoning or make a change in use or using it. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this and uh, we'll get on to uh, a few more studies now, uh, uh, starting with uh, episode 11. Thank you so much.